Welcome to the Business Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Ann Jimenez. And in this episode, we're going to talk about what you need to position yourself to have the best year yet. It's the first podcast of 2024. And listen, there are some crazy things happening in the market right now. It's an election cycle. Lots of people pivoting and shifting. We're seeing YouTubers quit YouTube channels at mass rates. What's actually going on? We're going to talk about all of that and more in today's episode coming up. Welcome to the Business Lounge Podcast, where each week we unpack the hottest online marketing and business strategies so you can grow your business, increase your bottom line, and make a bigger impact. And now, here's your host, Kimberly Ann Jimenez. Familia, I hope that you're having an amazing start to your year. We're kind of freezing over here in Texas as I'm recording this today. There's um, a little bit of cold temperature. I mean, it's it's not every day that you wake up in Texas and it's like 10 degrees. I know my northerners are like laughing at this, but seriously, like this tropical girl is not loving the super cold weather, but we're here. We're going to talk about how to position yourself for your very best year. I know that everyone is talking about this right now, but I think that there is some really interesting trends and some predictions, some things that you need to know about that are really brewing in the business world right now, including how we're entering this, what I call a winter business cycle. And it has nothing to do with the weather, by the way, it has nothing to do with the weather and everything to do with how the market is shifting. There's a lot of things happening behind the scenes that are really affecting small businesses and maybe you're already feeling it. Listen, if you have noticed that your sales are slowing down, if you've noticed that your lead flow is stagnant, if you've been noticing that it's taking you a little bit more work, a little bit more energy, a little bit more um, kind of creativity to close clients and add more revenue to your bottom line, you're not alone. In fact, I've been having these conversations with our coaching clients since about October of last year. And it's really interesting to just like compare notes because we have TBL. So that's our membership group. We just launched a group coaching program. If you didn't know about it, it's TBL plus. And then we also coach people in TBL coaching, not to mention we do um, some corporate consulting. There's just a lot of layers of just connecting with people in different types of businesses, you know, from people who are coaches and consultants to bloggers, to people who are in totally random niches, right? Like they might sell, uh, homemade cat food, or we have people who sell handmade products. We have people who have, you know, skincare lines and a huge variety of folks operating both in the online space as well as in the offline space. And we're kind of comparing notes with everyone. We're talking uh, to our mentors. We're talking in our mastermind groups and lots of people feeling the burn right now. Some interesting things happening to happen towards the end of 2023. You know, where quarter four normally is a really profitable quarter. It's the most profitable quarter for most businesses. We saw sales kind of take a nosedive, and it's a really interesting thing that's happening in the market right now. So it's not you. You're not alone if that's kind of how you're feeling. You're feeling this burn. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe your sales kind of were not what you expected in uh, 2023. There's a good reason for it. In fact, we're kind of seeing this like 
you know, contextually. Let's talk about context. I don't think a lot of people talk about that. We're seeing this shift here, and I don't want you to think that this is like, you know, negative Nancy situation. There's a lot of positive things happening this year too, but we have to, we have to first talk about the truth, right? We have to like ditch the airy fairy advice that most people talk about. Um, we actually have a, a, one of our coaching clients, Andrea, she's amazing. Andrea, we love you. You're listening. But she always talks about how she loves that we give it to her straight. We don't like have airy fairy advice. Um, and it's so needed. Like I feel like so many coaches like sugarcoat everything so much that it's like fake. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, like, yeah, the economy sucks. Listen, it sucks. There's a lot of things that are happening in the market that are not so great, but there's also a lot of opportunity. And we're going to talk about positioning yourself to grow and to improve and to build more and more resiliency, to build cash flow, to thrive in any economy. Okay. We have an entire workshop in TBL titled that for those of you who listen to the podcast, but are also TBL members. And we've been warning about this for like three years inside our membership and on this podcast as well. So you know, kind of the writing was on the wall. It happens. However, as we kind of understand context, I find it, it helps me to understand what's actually happening in the market. So you're kind of seeing a bunch of things colliding at once, right? You're seeing like interest rates skyrocketing last year because we have this record inflation, total mismanagement, in my opinion, from our government. Um, Lots. And, and, you know, you can point fingers to one administration or the other like, yeah, you know, let's not have that debate right now. The, The point is that there's a lot of shenanigans, lots of shenanigans. There's an election cycle coming up. And I feel like people are really concerned right now. Like consumer confidence is pretty down customers and consumers, they're feeling that pain in their wallet. I don't know. What is it? Like groceries have gone up like 30%. Everything keeps going up and up and up. Even the last quarter of the year, you know, we had to really wrestle with some of our tech tools in the online space, really wrestle with them. Just price hikes completely out of control. I'm kind of debating whether or not I'm going to talk about this with you guys because I don't like bad-mouthing companies, but we had a really horrible experience with our CRM um, the last quarter, and it's a very popular CRM. It's just insanity. But lots of tech companies, even tech companies, just hiking their prices like crazy, And so everyone's kind of feeling the burn, right? So you have consumers on one side of things um, feeling that they're being very choosy with where they spend their money. I don't know if you've heard about this, but like Black Friday sales um, for a lot of small businesses last year were about 50% fewer than the previous year. And, you know, it's crazy to to even think about that, but even larger brands, you know, I have a close dear friend who works at Zara. She's, uh, you know, well-connected and manager was saying that in her location, just in Black Friday alone, they missed their revenue mark by a million dollars. Okay. That's crazy. Established brand, a brand that has a ton of clout, a million dollars just in one location. So, we're definitely seeing, you know, the slide um, come in with with just economic policy and just in general, the economy is it's pretty stagnant right now. However, 
how, like, where does that leave us, right? Like, how do we actually respond instead of react to that as small business owners? And this is so important as you're crafting your strategy and your plan for 2024. So important to understand as you're building your marketing plan, as you're figuring out like what your strategy needs to look like, because a lot of people, here's what's going to happen. A lot of small business owners are going to just throw in the towel. They're going to be like, you know what? I just need to get a job. I'm just, I just need to Netflix and chill. Like I just, this is not the time to build a business. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. In fact, people who actually know how to position their business to thrive in any economy, build that resiliency and capitalize on the opportunity. So the upside of all of this, like how do you actually position yourself is that you start thinking, okay, if I know that people are being more choosy with their dollars, I also know that people are still spending, right? Like if you look at how many, how much money was spent in Black Friday alone, the, the number is still outrageous. Like we're talking about billions of dollars um, spent over Black Friday. And so people are still spending money. They're just choosing to spend their money in places where they're being more strategic. They're being more specific. They're specifically going with brands and with businesses that cater to them. They're looking for specificity. They're looking for uh, a custom experience. And so if you think about how you can actually create a custom experience for your audience, number one, you need to get super specific on who you serve. This is not the time to be the solution and solve the problem for all people. You cannot be First of all, that's kind of impossible. You cannot be everything to everyone because then you're nothing to no one. But you also want to think about how you niche down even more in your business. How can you create a very custom experience? For us, we just got back, Chris and I just got back from our yearly uh, planning retreat. And this is our eighth year during our planning retreat. It was so amazing last week. We had so many light bulb moments. It's just incredible what happens when you like take yourself out of the crazy day-to-day chaos and you just start thinking and put yourself in a space where you can actually um, have some creative juices flowing. You know, even if it's just an hour where you're not interrupted and you can, you know, just retreat to think about your business and plan some of your strategy for the next year, it's, it's incredible what happens. So all that to say, you need to know who your ideal person is and you need to cater your products and your services for them. One of the examples I love using is the difference between a company like Tesla and a company like Hyundai, for example, right? One of them is going mass market and they play a volume game. So they're trying to you know, pump out as many cars as possible for the general audience. There's not really a specific kind of person that they're catering an experience or a product for. Whereas a company like Tesla, like, you know, we're here in Austin and everyone drives a Tesla, but Teslas are specific for a specific type of person. And they're also high ticket, right? There's a difference in the price point as well. They're very catered to one individual person, like an experience that only someone in technology usually will actually appreciate. So all the people here and like, you know that someone's in tech because they drive a Tesla in Austin. It's hilarious. Their factory is here. And so we have many friends. They own a Tesla. They own, you know, the the high-end Tesla, 80 plus thousand dollars and they've already you know prepaid for uh the cyber truck and it's like real like really you need 
to Tesla's, that's how much they love the experience. That's how much they buy into the brand. So how can you be that ideal solution for that one person instead of trying to be the ideal solution for many? Something we're even doing in our company, we're niching down even more and really getting focused on who do we serve? The other thing you need to think about is what strategy can you employ right now Chris talks about this a lot. He He's dubbed it like um, focusing on PWMs, and those are players with money. And it's so true. In any economy and in any um, you know niche, there's always players with money that will spend money no matter what. There's people whose income bracket is unaffected by the economy, that is unaffected by inflation. You know, gas can go up to $10 a gallon and they won't feel it. I'm not saying that's everybody, of course, but there's always people in niches that are willing to pay premium. And right now, interestingly, interestingly, high ticket is selling better than ever. Like we have never sold more high ticket. We've seen our mentors, our coaches, the people who are kind of like our colleagues in online business experience the same thing. And so in my opinion, thinking about how you can have a high ticket offer can make a huge, huge difference. I want to give you the example because I get so much pushback when I share this. Most people are like, I can never sell high ticket because you're looking usually at your audience through the lens of your own wallet, through how you would perceive value, through what you would sign up for. And that's a huge mistake. Um, I remember when we had our moving company and we had this white glove service. And this is like our high-end elite premium package for moving because there were always people in every market, even as we were building that business off of the 2008 recession, there was people who wanted to have all of their things packed for them, you know, packaged really well. They wanted everything to be full service so that we would actually, you know, drive the truck, cross country to their next location. Then we would unload that truck, unpack things for them, place them where they wanted to be placed. And so they had a full, you know, white glove experience. And that was 30, 40, $50,000. That was a very expensive move, but that's usually what it costs to have a white label experience. So many times, you know, I think about what if we didn't have that? What if we were just quoting, you know, in town moves to $3,000 a pop? We would never actually have achieved that level of margin. And there were people who were requesting it. So in every niche, you have to think about how can you provide a white glove treatment style offer, a high ticket offer, something that's, you know, you kind of get the best service, the best experience for your customer, but it's high end. And that takes getting unblocked. That takes, you know, getting rid of your limiting beliefs. It took me a long time to be okay with selling a high ticket offer. And can you kind of go through the emotions of like, oh my gosh, can I deliver, you know, enough value? Do I have enough skill? But you, you just have to go for it and see, test the market and see um, what happens. Pitch your offer, you know, pitch it to a couple clients, see how it goes. It's such an amazing thing to um, incorporate into your business, especially during this time. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, but listen, I don't make the rules of the market. The market makes its own rules. So while high ticket is working, introduce something like that into your business. The third thing is, guys, listen, listen to this one. This one's so important. 
you cannot afford to be a lazy marketer anymore. Like you just cannot afford to be lazy. It does not work anymore to have like a good intention to try harder on your content, to you know, occasionally show up on social media to maybe send an email once a month to your list to, you know, perhaps just kind of think about the fact that maybe you're going to launch once or twice this year. No, that doesn't work anymore. It does not work. You need to have a marketing strategy and a marketing plan. And hey, we're interrupting the show real quick just to tell you about the sponsor of this episode. If you want to finally stop ghosting your audience for good and move away from inconsistency with your content creation, we have the perfect solution for you. It's our brand new content calendar playbook, and it's chock full of over 200 plus caption starters, done for you social media post prompts, and over 70 pages of templates and resources and tools so that you know exactly what to say to keep your audience engaged, excited, and coming back for more consistently. Listen, you know that your content has been a problem for a while. And if that's the case, it's time to get off your booty and actually do something about it. Just for our podcast listeners, you can go over to contentcalendarplaybook.com. That's contentcalendarplaybook.com and get an incredible deal on 90 days of plus of content strategy that's done for you. You're going to absolutely love this new resource. And I know it's going to make a huge difference with helping you stay consistent with your content creation and getting back in the game when it comes to attracting attention for your business. Alrighty, back to the show. Just this whole coasting thing, you know, what's going to happen nothing's going to happen. Literally like no cash flow, no sales, no leads. And I don't know about you, but tons of people in our community are feeling this intense urgency around figuring out their marketing. Like they've been kind of coasting, you know, 2020 was good online. 2021 was really good too, because all of that pandemic money was like rushing in all that aid money, all the stuff we printed. And a lot of people were looking to online, but then 2020 hit and it was like, okay, things are getting real. And then 2023 hit and it was like, things are getting realer. Um, so now we're 2024, right? We're, we're, this is the culmination of that. This is a normal cycle and it'll continue to happen, by the way. It's just a matter of how do you pivot and how do you change? But you cannot use the same strategies that you used in 2020 and 2021 to address a market in 2024. You're going to have to get creative. You're going to have to really know your people. You're going to have to be able to adapt. And more importantly, you need a plan and you need a strategy. So I want you to listen to two episodes that I pulled for you. Um, that kind of go in hand with this. It's all about how to create a content marketing plan um, for businesses, for entrepreneurs. So you're going to listen to season two, episode six. That's a really good episode on how to actually create a content marketing plan. And then season four, episode 12 of the podcast, Crush It With Content Marketing, A Guide for Entrepreneurs, that series, that episode, and then the ones that follow are really great. So those are some resources where you can actually kind of get your feet wet into the content marketing world, have a solid plan, a strategy. And of course, if you want even more help, come join us inside of the Business Lounge. You can check out the waitlist um, over 
at our website. I don't remember the URL off the top of my head, but I'll have it linked in the description. We're going to be opening up that program in the next couple months. So it'll be really awesome. That's all we do is focus on marketing and setting up marketing systems. Okay, the next thing, and I think that this is like the last one, I really want you to focus on making sure that you're surrounding yourself with people who lift you up people who can guide you, people who can actually give you amazing direction. We're in this, Shalene Johnson was so smart. I was watching an interview with her last year and she actually dubbed it as a social media recession. And I could not agree more, meaning people are pulling back from social media at staggering numbers. I think that's one of the reasons, it's it's one of the reasons why YouTubers are starting to feel a lot of pressure. And I don't know what happened in January, but I have seen so many videos of YouTubers just straight up quitting or taking a break from their platform. And I think it has a lot to do with this. You know, brands are no longer paying as much as they were before because they're looking at micro-influencers more than they lo- they're they looking at macro-influencers. The market has lost a lot of trust for influencers the last couple of years. And so I think creators are just feeling a lot of pressure, which I think the solution to that is, you know, launch your own business, like create your own products, create a course, create, a, you know, a guide, a PDF, do a challenge, control your cash flow instead of relying on brands who will sponsor your content and, you know, are kind of, that's a hustle. Like you're, you're having to depend on numbers and always showing analytics to get paid and that sucks. So all that to say, surround yourself with mentors, surround yourself with people that really can guide you through this process because it's so important to see the opportunity and then be able to adapt. It, it really is the difference between growing a business successfully in every season or just totally floating around, running around in a content hamster wheel, running around in the marketing hamster wheel, running around in the creator hamster wheel, and not actually making any headway. I think this is a year where we have to double down on our business and really get focused and strategic and do less, not more. Again, I'm even seeing, um, and this is something we'll talk about later, I'm even, see, I'm even seeing a lot of the experts in our space who used to give the advice of like, you need to create more content and more content. And like, that's great. I love creating more content, but being strategic about it is more important than creating quantity. So a lot of them are kind of coming back to um, this other side where we have been preaching for a long time that you just want to be more strategic. It's not about necessarily creating more content. AI coming into the scene really disrupted, 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 disrupted a lot of content creation. And so people are seeing content as less and less valuable at the same time they're leaving social media because everyone's fighting about politics. And we're having a social media recession, right? So people are pulling back. They're being more choosy with who they want to actually um, hang out with, who they want to listen to, who they want to consume content. I think probably people, you know, I even see my own consumption. I was telling our TBL Plus uh, group today, like, guys, like, I used to follow like 20, 30 people now, like religiously, I would watch all their YouTube content. I would listen to all the podcasts. I would read all the newsletters. 
Now, if I follow five, it's a lot, you know, during the pandemic, I really had to shut down a lot of the voices that were in my head or, you know, close in my ear, not in my head. That's weird in my ear. Um, and focus on people that I felt led. And I, I've talked about this at length on the podcast and on YouTube, um, people that I felt led and had discernment around the world, what was happening, you know, as institutions were crumbling and the world chained and we entered a new normal. I hate that word. I hate that phrase. I hate it. Whatever that means. Um, I, I just really was like, Ooh, mm -mm, can't, mm -mm, can't listen to that. That is, that's not good. Or, Hey, like I'm in a different season, right? I I'm, I'm looking at building my business this way, not that way. And so I really even clamped down on my consumption that's, I think, what's happening at the in the mass market right now. So it's even more specific and more important that you are super clear on what you're going to be doing more of and what you're going to be doing less of. That might mean that you need to go all in on your blog. That might mean that you need to go all in on search with YouTube or SEO. That might mean that you need to really launch that podcast that you've been waiting a really long time to do because you know that that's the thing that's going to help you really build clients and build a ton of value and nurture people. And you got to stop doing the things that are not working. You know, you got to stop spending an inordinate amount of time scrolling on Instagram and an inordinate amount of time putting together reels. If that's no longer bringing you sales, and I'm not saying that everyone needs to stop doing that, but you need to take a hard look at what's working and what's not working and then get laser focus on what is. We were coaching one of our students actually, what, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we we're telling her, listen, we love what you're doing on YouTube. You're crushing it on YouTube. You don't need to be on Instagram. She was telling us, I feel so guilty about you know not being on Instagram and Facebook and creating micro content. I don't care because I, I was looking at her numbers. I was telling, I don't care that you don't do content on Instagram or Facebook. You're killing it on YouTube. That's your platform. And more importantly, you're growing your email list at a ridiculous rate without even having a proper website. So that's amazing. Those are the things that matter. Like that email list, that audience on YouTube, that's what's already working in her business. That's how she's selling people. That's how she's finding people. And so I was like, don't worry about here. You know, don't worry about here. For some of you, that advice might be the opposite, right? You're doing a lot of long form, but no one is actually like connecting with you in a community setting. And maybe you need to do a little bit more on social media. The point here isn't to have a specific strategy that applies across the board, because I don't know your business. The point is for you to look back into what's actually worked for you and double down there. For us, that's our email list. You know, it is our email list. If I had to choose between being on Instagram and my sending emails all day, every day, I will send emails because 80% of our sales come from our email list. It's so powerful. And so doing less, but focusing in on the things that really matter in your business, that's what this year is all about about. So listen, I hope that this advice was helpful. I hope that it got your wheels turning. I hope that we were able to navigate through some potential not so great news about 2024 and also help you think about it from the perspective of, okay, where's the opportunity? Where do I need to go? How do I pivot and position my business for growth? We're going to talk about 
all of this even more in this month's series. I'm so excited. Next week, we're going to dive even deeper into how do you actually combat some of the fear around shifting your business, around you know looking at launching something new, doing something different in 2024. I'm going to be sharing all the things that I struggle with and that I've been afraid to do the last two years because let me tell you, the last two years have stretched the heck out of me. But I'm so excited because on the other side of that stretching has been so much growth and so much resiliency. So I want to share that with you. We're also going to talk about creating your marketing plan and continue talking about how do you actually set incredible goals for 2024. So do not, do not miss out on that. It's going to be amazing. I love you. Um beso. If you enjoyed this episode, would you be a darling and share it with your business friends? That's how our podcast grows. So many of you guys actually like tag me in stories, share it with your audience, email it to friends, you know, and it's so funny to hear your stories. Like it might be like your, you know, sister's cousin who's starting a new business or you have, you know, someone in your family who's like thinking about launching a side hustle or you yourself, you know, have an awesome audience and you want to share it with them. Thank you so much for sharing the podcast. It's how it actually grows and that's how you support us. So I appreciate you. This year is going to be amazing. We have so much in store for the show as well as for our business in general. And so from all of us here at Kim and Co, we love you. Thank you for listening. Un beso. And let's make 2024 your best year yet, no matter what. Let's do it.